Hi everyone, welcome to the second episode of The In-Between. I'm really excited to be joined today by Tanya, who's an entrepreneur. She's the founder of Chit Chat Chai, a multi-award winning restaurant based in London. Um, her food is delicious. You should definitely check it out. She's also um, been awarded as Young Entrepreneur of the Year and a finalist for Barclay Cards Every Woman Female Entrepreneur Awards. Tanya, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me, Noreen. This is all very exciting. Um, so I'm just going to jump straight into it. How are you doing? What have you been up to recently? Yeah, I'm doing well. And what have I been up to? Well, uh, God, how long is a piece of string? I think the past <laughs> year has been really uh, interesting. I, I never thought this time last year I'd ever be in this position that I am today. So yeah, it's been a really crazy year, I think. It has been for everybody, you know, with the pandemic and all, but especially like small business owners, mm-hmm. like we really had to like redirect our lives in a way. So I've completely taken like a 360 change in my career. I've um, gone back to university. So I'm now doing an MBA. Oh, and, oh thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it's really challenging. Um, not something I'd considered doing in the past. And yeah, so it's all very exciting how did you find everything with covid hitting with your restaurant you must have had to just adapt really quickly what did that feel like in the moment yeah completely i think hospitality has just been hit really hard um especially with covid i know all small businesses have but this industry in particular has just been completely annihilated and it literally like we felt the effects before the initial lockdown had been announced at least like two even three weeks before like uh, it was really hitting business so you know I made the decision um like halfway through the lockdown um because things weren't really getting any better there wasn't really an end in sight to kind of pivot my business model so I actually ended up closing my restaurant um and changing the model completely to an, an online delivery model instead so I now had to, that's the only way really I could really survive. Um, and I knew like, if I didn't do that, then I'd probably have to close the business altogether. And, you know, changing to an online delivery model is is, is helpful because I still can employ my staff because they, they were the ones I was worried about the most, actually, like what they're going to do. Like no one's hiring in the sector at all. Um, so, yeah, and that, I think that in a way has been a blessing because at the time I didn't see it like that very much felt like you know the world's falling apart but when I think about it in hindsight like if that didn't happen then I wouldn't be in the position I am today I wouldn't have the opportunity to be able to go back to uni and skill up and and do something new so in a way you know I'm one of the lucky ones I've managed to kind of come out of it a little bit unscathed whereas I know a lot of people haven't had the privilege to do so so I guess it must have been really difficult I guess I'm thinking about anybody who's managing a team or you're you're having to think about all of these things like um, other people's livelihood and it just came out of nowhere um, was that quite like a stressful situation because I actually just can't imagine something like that happening and then just having to like think on my feet really quickly um, and the stress that must have come with that yeah I mean when you run a business I think you're constantly under stress um it just becomes part of your life and your persona and you just get used to how much stress you have to deal with on the daily (laughs) basis Uh, especially within like hospitality or any kind of industry where you're working with 
pretty much like minimum wage staff or service level staff. It's very, it's a different world completely. Um, but I guess, you know, I'm, I was really lucky. Um, I had a really great team, which um, I built out over the five years. And they were basically more like family than, than, than a, you know, than a team, I suppose. And they were the ones I was really worried about, like when everything had hit. I know a lot of them, I know a lot of them can't really walk into a job uh, anywhere else and get a job that easily. And none of them have CVs. Um, so it, it wasn't that kind of industry where it's very easy to get hired. It's already struggling as it is. So when, when COVID hit and, you know, I guess my aim was, okay, how can I preserve as many of their salaries as possible? I know they have furlough and things like that, but, you know, ultimately it's not about furlough. It's about people just want to work. They just mm. want to have the opportunity to be able to wake up every day and, and know that their job is safe. Whereas this, you know, with the pandemic and everything, unfortunately, you know, a lot of us were not in a position to do so. So it has been tough, but it could have been a million times worse, you know, nor in the way I, where I look at it. So I have to be thankful for that. I love how positive you are and just how you just get up and deal with everything that comes your way. I think it just shows so much resilience. And I think especially in today's climate, that's what everybody needs. It's um, that resilience and that hope that things would just get better. Do you have any kind of advice for anybody who feels like they are in a bit of a dark hole and they don't feel that hopeful um, and don't really know how to get out of their current situation? Yeah, so that is, it's a tough one because it everybody's different. So you, you know, I find it difficult to almost give advice and, you know, apply it to everybody because it, it won't work for everyone. But, you know, I haven't always been very hopeful and positive. Definitely not. Like this has come with practice, you know, um, you know, for many years, especially when I was building Chit Chat Chai, I felt completely the opposite. I felt very much in a dark hole, like the whole world was on my shoulders. I could barely get out of bed at times, you know. So, um, and I guess the past year has really helped me in a way reframe my mindset in order to be a bit more positive um because there were there were times where I just felt like well what is the point but I guess you know my faith is a really big part of um my big part of me and really helped me get out of that dark hole in a way but you know even if it's not faith even if it's like meditation or journaling or just being present with yourself um when I was in the really dark space, when I think about what kind of led me there, it was actually I stopped doing the things that I enjoyed and I stopped doing the things that made me, made Tanya, you know, like I kind of put that identity and person to one side and I threw everything into my business because it's almost like an extension of me, right? And if the business is failing off, then, they, you know, then I must be a big fat failure as well. And recognizing and realizing actually that, that that's not the case. Like if my if the business isn't working out, that doesn't mean it's a reflection of me. It doesn't mean that I'm a failure. And just making that big distinction was really key uh, to change my mindset, actually. And that was one of the reasons what led me to apply to do uh, go back to university and, you know, and take up all these other experiences. Whereas in the past, it would have completely crippled me because I felt like, well, no, I don't deserve to do these things because I failed at the one thing that I was supposed to be good at and you definitely haven't <laughs> and I get, you know that but um yeah I guess it's 
incredible to see how far you've come and where the redirection has led you because it is so easy to just go down a certain path and think it's not going the way that you envisioned it to go and then there's no point of doing anything else and it's really easy to just get caught in that trap um, and I really like that you have picked up well I'm hoping you've picked up a lot of the interests or the things that you love doing uh, and kind of rediscovering the joy of like learning again um, and going back to university I used to work at a hotel and just like the everyday chaos of seeing how the restaurant worked and um, just all of the drama every day um, I always wonder how it must feel um, for, for you maybe to go from that environment to then a period of quiet yeah no, that was um, that's a really great question actually um, but yeah I, I would say that was a really interesting period where I would never forget actually so when I handed the keys over to the estate agent I remember se- uh, September 21st 2020 um, was the last day and I was like what do I do like what do I do with my time now I can I can say yes to meeting up with friends although at the time you couldn't because mm-hmm. lockdown but um, <laughs> um, I now have all the time in the world and I felt uncomfortable because I for five years I never had time the the business was my time that was my that was my personal life it was my professional life there was no segregation. It, w- it was all basically one. And now I, I would wake up and be like, oh, I don't have this crippling anxiety of what's going to go wrong today. <laughs> or like, <laughs> oh, how many uh, customers are going to um, come in or how many bookings or how many complaints or what, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have any of that. And it just felt weird. It was felt like, oh, I, it almost felt like, no, I want to go back to that crazy mayhem. It's like being in a bad relationship or something. Like, it's like, Toxic. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you, you want to always just go, go, you know, it's a bad relationship, but you want to like completely go back to it because it feels comfortable. Um, mm. That's that's how it felt. So it took me some time to just to be with myself and and just be still and recognize actually why am I feeling like this and get used to that un- that state of uncomfortableness because I feel that 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 period is when you can really start to listen and, and reconnect with yourself um, rather than just jumping into the next thing because you're trying to uh, patch that space over and not feel those emotions um, and I feel it's really important to just embrace those emotions otherwise it will just manifest in in other ways where you know in bad habits so that's that's so true and I think um for a lot for a lot of people especially me um I think going from a place or a lifestyle where you're constantly busy constantly distracted and then you suddenly have all of these really big gaps of time and it's either you go down the path of I'm just gonna like watch lots of Netflix or just find ways to fill my time with crap or um actually make it a productive time because you can you can still have periods of time where you're not really doing anything but it still doesn't mean that you're reflecting or listening to your feelings or uh, making you know being uncomfortable letting yourself be uncomfortable mm. are there any specific things that you did that helped you do that or helped you sit with your feelings did you have any kind of rituals that you created yeah so in regards to the idea of productivity I think it gets a bit of a bad rep because 
you know, when you think of productivity, I think people tend to think, oh, it's how many things can you do in a day? Like, how, you know, how efficient can you be with your time? What tasks can you get done that's going to push you forward? But actually, productivity can also mean just sitting down and binge watching Netflix and just doing nothing. That's still really productive because it's helping your mind to be productive, mm. right? So, uh, in terms of like how I spent that that time, I think I'd, I'd been journaling for a couple of years prior to that, but it was never really consistent. I'd always um, try and journal whenever I felt like I needed to. But that period where it was still for me, where I had nothing to do. I made a ritual and now, you know, I'm past it. I do it every day and I've incorporated these things into into my life. So even things like prayer or even yoga, like I knew I'd like yeah. yoga, but I always felt like, oh, I'm too anxious to do it. I don't, I couldn't relax. So I had nothing to be anxious about really. So I put on uh, YouTube of um, yoga with Adrian. I don't know whether you know her, but she's great. So she's, I'm not I'm not a yoga I'm not a yoga kind of person but I might be inspired by the end of this conversation because I used to think oh I I tried yoga before and you know I was just like oh this is so not for me I can't spend an hour everyone's just breathing deeply and I'm I'm a high energy kind of person and I you know I think I've probably got adult ADHD or something I'm always fidgeting but with her it's just 10 minutes and I'm not like putting pressure on myself so I incorporated that that's that's helped me um, I'm really into like um, Ayurvedic wellness, um, so alternative wellness. So um, I started a little like side hustle on the side, just into Ayurvedic supplements, which is which is something that we tell us, tell us about it. Yeah, so it's called Pink Tiger Co. So um, going back to what I mentioned when I was in a really dark space. Um, so you know, it was a, a really tough time for me, and I. I didn't want to go down the conventional medicine route. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. It's not for, it's not for everybody. And it's, and it wasn't for me. And like Ayurveda is something I've always been interested in for a long time. And I started to read up on about aptogens, um, which is basically like um, organic herbs um, that are known to have certain properties that help with certain um, like um, neuro diseases and things. So ashwagandha was one of them and um and off the back of that I thought you know why is there why is no one actually promoting this this is amazing this stuff it's proven to reduce anxiety and depression um in lots of clinical trials but yet no one's heard of it or very few people have so you know I'm not trying to like reinvent the wheel with it or anything but just creating a brand and a business around holistic health which is really important and I think it's something that people are starting to take a bit more seriously now especially with the pandemic and 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 their mental health actually as a whole so that sounds really exciting I love that you just randomly started another side hustle (laughs) whilst also running chit chat chai and doing an MBA (laughs) you're like the perfect in between yeah absolutely but you know I don't know how to just not do nothing I think even for for me like this is this in a way is part of my recovery by just doing these creative things, you know? And I think when I think about what, what I hated about running a small business is when it gets to, gets to a stage where it stops being creative and you have to think about it as a business that makes money, not for yourself, but other people as well. And it takes away the fun and it takes away the reason as to why you started. 
And I've realized that that now for any uh, venture that I do in the future, that needs to be the core of the entire business as a whole. Like I need to always remind myself why I'm doing this, why I started this. Um, so It's really interesting because I... I find this concept really difficult at times. You start something up and you have so much passion and you're running on 12, 14 hour days. And then a few years down the line, you kind of lose it. Like you lose the fun, you lose like the creativity and the passion for it. I felt that with when I started Muslim Women Connect um, for the first kind of three years, I had so much energy and was doing it after work. And, you know, like it gave me so much purpose. And after four years of doing it, I was just really burnt out and nothing, nothing kind of forced me to want to want to put the time in. And so I always think when I'm thinking about a career or starting something new, I'm always kind of worried that I will start something, put all of my life into it and all of my energy into it. And then eventually it will just die, (laughs) like die down. Like, how do you maintain or is it do you think it's even possible to maintain um a passion or an interest in in something that you start yeah you know that's a, that's a great question i think with um like you mentioned with burnout and i totally identify with what you've just said there about your experience with muslim women connect and i think you know a lot of us do do go through that but then i when i think about okay knowing like if i ask you how many rest days did you take you'd be like well did you take did you take any rest days during this is the thing right because we're not taught that are you like I think we're just taught or just you know society as a whole it values working especially when you're when you have a startup you have to work all the time because you know that's what Jeff Bezos and you know the other guys are doing it like that right they're not getting any sleep and you know our culture as a whole is like oh working really hard and being sleep deprived is almost like a badge of honor it means that you're really invested Mm -hmm. in your business well actually no that's that's not the case at all like you need to prioritize your health and if you don't then you'll end up you know having a a business that you don't have the joy for anymore you wake up one day and, and that passion and joy is kind of gone and that's not what you want and I think just looking hindsight is a really powerful thing and, you know, when I think mm. about, OK, what had led me to that period of burnout is because I didn't take any rest days. It felt like I and when I did take days off in inverted commas, I'd feel guilty for taking them because I would felt well, well, at that time I could maybe spend that time researching or doing something else or trying to grow my business or work on the social media side or something like that. But actually now mm. now everything has happened. And, you know, like I said, looking back and. I recognize moving forward like no I'm not I am not going to kill myself for something that I created because <laughs> because that's ultimately <laughs> what it is right death by <laughs> exactly. me oh <laughs> uh, I yeah I think that's really interesting I think sometimes when you're in it you just don't you don't see where like where the passion goes and then you connect all of the dots and you see oh yeah maybe it's because I was working two jobs at that time and running this and not giving myself Mm. enough time and I guess yeah that it comes with hindsight um I guess even with all of the things that you're doing do you feel like you your dreams have kind of been redirected do you have any um has this time given you more space to dream and if it has 
what are your dreams? <laughs> <laughs> are you going to open a new restaurant? Yes. You know, it's, um, if you had asked me, uh, I don't know, seven years ago, what my dream would be. I'd be like, oh, I'll be opening a restaurant. And then when I opened the restaurant, it's like, oh, oh, this was not what I thought it was going to be. Not that not that I wish I had done it. Of course, I, you know, it, it is 100% a dream come true in everything. But I think, you know, in life, you're allowed to have more than one dream, um, which I don't think we're really taught. I think we're, sometimes we're just taught you can only have one dream and then after that it's over, you know, so just think about what you want. Mm. But I'm like, no, like I, I have now that I've had the time to be still and be with myself and have this time to just reflect, uh, it's probably the most creative I've ever been in my life. Um, mm. And the past six months has been incredible and I, I don't want to say that in terms of, you know, everybody should like close their business and just go back to university. It's absolutely not. But I think that space of just being allowed to have time for myself um, has been absolutely critical because when you're running a business, any kind of startup, even if it's a creative startup, you I think we also get lost in trying to make that thing a success that we lose ourselves in the process. So for me now, it's like, it's not, it's not about just starting a business, another business or opening another restaurant. It's about, okay, what, what is going to um, enable me to live the best version of myself? Because in the past, I, I don't think I was, I definitely was not living the best version of myself. So, yeah. And I think that those are the core, core things now. And I think it's just that having that mind shift change has just enabled me to be a bit more self-assured and confident in like, you know, I don't have all the answers. I don't really know what's going to happen in six months, let alone 12 months, but I'm okay with that because I know I'll be okay because I have faith. I have conviction. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but it's okay. Cause I'm enjoying life. And I think I just was not in, you know just enjoying the everyday uh before so so yeah that's such a gem I think when you get to a stage where you just uh, where you can enjoy the uncertainty and the unknown and you have that faith you really just hit you just hit a point in your life where you feel Mm. limitless Um, and I think it's so easy when you know you don't know what the next steps are or you're feeling a bit financially insecure or don't really know what's going to happen next week or next month it's really easy to just spiral Mm. um and not think about how you can get out of the situation because I guess as a society we're always looking at the next year or at the next five years or constantly looking forward um, and not really living Mm. in the present and you know you always see like the insta quotes it's like live in the now but it's it's so hard to actually um, implement that in your everyday life and have that conviction that things would just Mm. be okay absolutely so I love that that's your (laughs) mantra Um, and I know this is like going back probably um, Mm. seven years and we've already talked about the restaurant but 
um, I love chit chat chai and I would just be really interested to hear about like how you even got the idea um, of starting it up and what that journey looked like and obviously like it'll probably take ages <laughs> to explain everything but like in short like where where did that idea even come from? So as I mentioned briefly I was um, working for like a tech company in the States and I absolutely loved uh, loved working there and uh, whilst I, my job was to help um companies raise money so they would go through like their series a or their series b funding and i'd be working with these really young entrepreneurs of similar age to me and they just had an idea and they just gone for it and that kind of energy and environment is really infectious because it kind of makes you rethink your own life it's like wow these people are just taking risks you know just they've just had an idea they don't know what's going to happen uh, it could all like you know fall flat but they're still going for it because that's you know at the end of the day they only have one life and all and at the time I, I knew I was going through a bit of a well, it's not a midlife crisis because I'm still very young but um yeah, like maybe like maybe like a career crisis or something and uh, I just started running marathons because I just felt god I need to achieve something I just Oh yeah God, no so I, I just want to know I need to I need to do something with my life to show that I've done something with it right so I just thought okay fine let me just get into this marathon thing so yeah. I love that marathon was your thing like oh, I don't know what to I'm having a career crisis let me just <laughs> yeah. run some marathons. because running a marathon it's really clear like you do all the training it's very it's a clear example of your input measures your output right so you do all the training you run the race mm-hmm. you get a medal hurrah right and I'd done three of those and I just felt like what am I doing like this is obviously not what I want to do (laughs) so I was like what do I really want to do I was like well I actually want to start my own business and I would love to start my own restaurant but I'd grown up in restaurants my parents had restaurants I lived above a restaurant growing up and my parents are dead against me getting into the restaurant industry because they they knew how hard it was because it's not a it's not a kind of life that you aspire if you want to have a personal life um so they were really dead against it and I think a part of me that's what held me back but then I thought well at the end of the day like I have to live life for myself right so I thought sod it let me just give it a go just see what happens so um on the weekends I thought okay let me spend a couple of hundred pounds um I bought a uh, marquee and I went around the street food markets in London so I did Borough Markets, I did like Shoreditch Market, I all did all the, the major markets on the weekend. So on Thursday night, I would start preparing after work, like chopping my onions. Friday night, I would start preparing some more. And then Saturday, 5am, I'd be on the market and I'd do markets every Saturday, Sunday, and then go back to work on the Monday. So for two years, I did that. And I realized, well, actually, I can't something has to give because I'm exhausted and at the time the business was kind of building up a bit of a reputation um don't get me wrong it wasn't like anything spectacular but it was enough for it to be actually there's something in this to pursue further I remortgaged my house and I self-funded the business and um yeah and I just put every single penny that I'd ever had into it knowing at the very um at the very least I wasn't going to get anything of it back but at the time I think when you're young and you're ballsy and you know it's your first business you're like yeah I'm going to take on the world and do everything and don't it's not going to fail it's going to be like an absolute huge success or whatever so 
yeah so that's how I started and um to after the business the restaurant had been going for five years and it was such a such an amazing ride like I can't believe it's been five years because it just only feels like five weeks I love that what was your favorite part of the journey do you have like a specific moment where you were like yes this is what I've been waiting for like I made it did you have that I made yeah it I think it? once actually so not not very early on I, not even when I opened did I ever think I'd made it because I think especially if you're ambitious as well or when you have your own business you never you always move the goalposts so you get to uh, your goal of opening a restaurant or, or whatever it is you want to do and then it's like when you get there it's like well yeah that that's the feeling wasn't as what I thought it was going to be or maybe if I open five more restaurants or that's going to feel a lot better so yeah so let's just do that so I kept moving the goalposts which was really like not the right uh, thing to do I know that now in hindsight but at the time it just felt that was what I had to do you know that's what ambitious people do right but I guess the the day that I realized actually you know what I've done a, I've done a pretty good job here was I think it was um it was Valentine's Day 2019 and uh, the week before I get this call from this chap and he's like oh hi um, I want to propose to my girlfriend in your restaurant and I thought this was an absolute <sighs> joke I was like are you are you having me on like <laughs> You have been here, right? <laughs> <laughs> to your wife here, your future wife. Um, he said, no, no, really what, it's our favourite restaurant and we had our first date there, so it really means a lot. I was like, oh, okay. So the next week, Valentine's Day, he came, he had this whole setup. he organised a photographer who pretended to be a customer sitting on the table opposite, you know, taking photos and all that. And I guess, like, that <laughs> evening, it was Friday night, super busy, got down on one knee and the whole restaurant was buzzing it was absolutely packed customers were queuing out the door they were everyone just standing up and just congratulating him it was the energy was just so lovely and I think just that moment I realized oh my god like this is such a I've kind of impacted someone's life here by having this idea yeah (laughs) like like, oh my god like (laughs) you know when they have kids or in the future when they're old and their grandkids ask them, well, how did granddad propose to you? And he's going to say, well, actually, there was this restaurant called Chit Chat Chai we used to go to. And that's where I did it. I'm like, wow. So I think that that has always been a moment that that will always stay with me. What a legacy. And I bet the first date went so well because it was <laughs> Chit Chat Chai and he probably spent like half an hour just talking about the interior. Oh. This is beautiful. Um, it's really nice to hear uh, one of the best moments what about one of yeah, like the worst I mean, moments <laughs> again another podcast for this because uh, there were so many and I think you know that but I say there were so many but if I didn't have those moments I don't think I'd be in the position I am today because those those mm. awful moments kind of have made me and made me much more resilient and, and you know increase my like levels of grit and I think the thing that the aspect that was really took me back and I just was not prepared for at the time when I I had all this like ambitious and lofty goals of opening a restaurant was actually the misogyny that I would face in this industry and especially being Mm -hmm. a young Asian woman as well and having to employ men that are older than my dad um, who are working for me and the resistance I would get from them and just the overall kind of relationship dynamics that was really really tough um so so yeah so that I would say has been the most challenging part of all of this how did you 
get through that because I can imagine um, especially like the Asian community and having to deal with that constantly must have just been really draining um, how did you kind of overcome that? yeah I mean it wasn't easy I again like I think the first couple of years I just took everything really personally because obviously it was you know the business was my idea it was like my little baby in a way right it's an extension of me so every bad review every um you know issue I used to get with with customers or even the staff I used to take it oh my god that's that's about me and it used to really affect me but after a while especially when it came to like the misogyny and the sexism and all of that with with these with these with the chefs especially actually um I just felt like well I need to distance myself from it and yeah unfortunately I'm not going to be able to change a hundred or whatever how many years it is of cultural um misogyny that's ingrained in them since they were children really because that's impossible and if I think I can take that on then then you know I, I've got another thing coming and I think just accepting that really that actually it's not their fault the reason why they're like this because that's how they were brought up that's how the culture is right and and I am the first woman they've probably ever worked with who's their boss so of course there's going to be some you know like resistance there but actually recognizing, well, they still they're still coming into work every day, which is a bonus, and just really lowering my expectations in a way. Unfortunately, <laughs> that was the only way I could really get through it. I was like, well, I'm not going to get as much as a you know please or thank you from them, which is fine. But as long as they come into work and and they have, well, not even respect to be honest. Like that was too much to ask for sometimes. But just getting on with the job, just knowing that we have mutual respect in terms of we recognise each other's position within the business. That they know that you know essentially I'm helping to pay their put food on their table, and likewise, you know, vice versa. Um, over time, we've kind of built up an understanding. It's not a conventional relationship, and I don't think it ever will be. But you know, I think that unfortunately, that's something that we need to change from a cultural perspective. And that will only change through the generations. It, it must be so difficult, because if it is somebody who's just like a random person coming into the restaurant sometimes and being annoying. um, Yeah, you're just like, I can I can deal with that. But it, yeah, it must have been hard having to navigate that on on a daily basis. So I think we do have such a long way to go and the fact that so many of us just have to like lower all of our expectations it is sad um, isn't it (laughs) it's just such a given like my mantra is my mantra in life is um, be hopeful without expectation and I think if I didn't have that I would just I would be in a hole (laughs) just because you let everything you let everything get to you and other people's opinions and Mm. you just can't live like that Um, and so yeah I think there is something quite nice about um, you know hoping people will be nice but just not letting everything yeah for sure absolutely I agree with that so do you have any plans this year any more marathons Uh, well no marathons for sure no (laughs) I think they're probably on the back burner for now because yeah I mean uh, yeah I, th- I think I've done my three and I think that's more than enough but um other than that I've got some really exciting projects that I'm doing as part of, of part of my MBA and um which I'm excited to launch as in like as as fully fledged businesses actually so yeah I'm just really enjoying this time of um learning again and I think uh I'd recommend anyone that can 
to definitely to not necessarily go back to university I mean that's not for everybody but always keep learning and never stop because you know I think it's really important that we always just challenge ourselves um I think that's really good advice I think it's really easy to kind of leave formal education and then just never pick up a book again um and yeah really just embedding it into your everyday lifestyle just changes everything even if it's not in a formal environment I think I've definitely gone back to that mindset of I don't ever want to go back to uni because I remember the like palpitations before I had to hand in mm-hmm. any assignment uh, but definitely just the act of learning new things and being able to experience new things without being in that formal space is also really important. Um, I guess my last kind of question would be, what advice would you give to people who are currently in the in-between, who are currently just trying to navigate through life? What have been like your main lessons or the main takeaways that you would want people to I would say embrace it. So embrace the in-between. It's a very privileged position to be in, I think. And um, at the time, you probably don't think it is because you you have the anxiety of, you know, what's next? What am I supposed to do next? And you force yourself into making decisions that are not necessarily right for you. So I'd say embrace it. Um, like the whole year, I think for everybody, especially with the lockdown, has been an in-between period. And instead instead of resisting it, uh, you'll find that if you do embrace it, actually you will start to enjoy it. And being in those moments means that more you'll become more creative and you know you'll probably make better decisions in terms of in what way to direct your life next I really love that and I also just really loved at the beginning where you um, talked about sitting with yourself and sitting with your feelings of being uncomfortable and I think it's such an important lesson um, for everyone to be able to sit and be still and really listen to what you want Um, and so much of the time that is where your next dreams come from and where the magic happens and I guess um, your your life is and your in-between is kind of a testament to that being able to just um, get up and move on and start something new and keep learning and mm. making the most of it um, and it's really inspiring to just yeah to hear your journey and I can't wait to eat more of your food. <laughs> Just want to say a huge thank you to Tanya for joining the show today and Chit Chat Chai is currently running as a delivery service in Clapham so be sure to hit that up and lastly a huge thank you to everyone who's listened in to this episode and I hope you join me for lots more.